0: Step into a world where ancient wisdom meets modern mysticism, introducing the Gnostic Tarot, a powerful fusion of esoteric art and Gnostic themes designed for those who seek the ultimate Gnosis. This mesmerizing deck, rich in symbolism, draws from the profound teachings of Gnosticism, serving as an ideal companion for meditation, reflection, and the exploration of spiritual realms. Whether you are a seasoned tarot enthusiast or new to the practice, the Gnostic Tarot caters to all, offering a portal to ancient wisdom and a tool for uncovering the hidden truths in your mystical journey. Unveil the mysteries. Embrace the wisdom. The Gnostic Tarot is a timeless companion for your spiritual odyssey. Take a journey with Gnostic luminaries and learn their stories in a visually stunning manner. From Sophia to the Gnostic Christ, their journey is your self-discovery. Choose from the basic deck or the deluxe version, which includes a beautifully crafted journey book and a magnetic storage box, ensuring that your Gnostic Terra remains a treasured companion on your spiritual quest. The Gnostic Tarot is an original and collaborative effort between Miguel Connor of Aeon by Gnostic Radio and Matthew Schmitz of Altrusian Grace Media. Visit our website to embark on your journey today. Syncrassus Publishing, where ancient wisdom and modern mysticism converge. Bertie Num Num, Bertie Num Num. I said it wrong the first time. I'm saying it right now. Welcome everybody. To AM Bite on this Tuesday. I guess there was some primary in New Hampshire, Hampshire, as we continue our sham election in this <laughs> democracy. And I'm so happy I'm no longer involved in these things and I can do better things. So welcome everybody, regardless of where you are in your life, your existence, your madness. My name is Miguel Connor, and I am your pompetus of Gnosis. And I hope everybody is doing all right. And tonight, I'm very excited to have somebody who, well, it's been too long since she has graced the show. And I've always admired her work. And that is Martina Marcota. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Thank you. That's really nice of you to say. I'm really excited to be back as well.
0: Yes, always good to have Lady Alchemy with us and discuss... A lot of heresies, and with us too, we've got the Moon Dog Bands. Fans, how are you doing?
2: Oh, not too bad. I forgot to bring my alchemistry set tonight, but I think <laughs> I'll just sing along. <laughs> you know, the go.
1: background was my—I think like my banner, like over ten years ago. On oh yeah, <laughs> just like was looking at, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember having that.
2: Cool. Yeah, keep re- gravitating to this one for some reason. It's yeah. a good background. Thanks. Cool. Well, everybody,
0: uh, good to see everybody already in the chat. I see Dominique Valet, Elliot James, and uh, the other usual heretics, as always. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have questions, please super chat them so we can separate them. Any questions to Martina about alchemy, occult art, or even regular traditional art? I miss her. Mm-hmm art mm-hmm. presentations on youtube because they were always very educational and you learn so much about the mm-hmm. rich art of medieval times and renaissance and all that cool yeah, stuff. art
1: history is really fascinating actually yeah far For more, sure, it has far more like history to it than like people realize
0: yeah yes there's a lot going on with anything i mean if there's a problem we have with our cult where society is Nobody has a concept of history, art history, political right. history. I mean, it it just opens your mind and your imagination. Everybody, I think everybody on the internet thinks like history started in 2016 sometimes, I think. Don't you? I know.
1: I mean, to me, that was definitely like a, a shift that happened for me. But maybe that's something we can talk about, too. But remember when sure. the whole... 2012 Mayan calendar thing, I think that was like a shift where we started to turn into like something weird was happening with the society. So what I think. Well, it's like what the, the end of an age is what they talked about it, right? So it wasn't like the end of the world, like people the doomsday thing, but it's like the end of an age and i think we definitely hit another age and i don't know if it was good i had when i had that banner up as my background i was all like yeah man the collective consciousness we're all gonna like evolve <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, so, and i'm just like shit i don't think it was for good
0: <laughs> oh no, no it's almost like uh most will devolve yeah the changing of an era as some have said 2012 we think oh it just happens, and the next day, everything's fine. These things take time, and the shift and the tension, I think a lot more souls are destroyed and minds melted than actually the good thing that we think will happen. So yeah. it's it's an age of tension, for sure. Mm.
2: Sometimes I think it's because it's an age of revealing or revelation that we're seeing the dark underbelly that's been there all along, but we couldn't see before. Mm. The shadow side.
0: Lots of shadows. But anyway, yes, please super chat if you have any questions. And Vance will make sure that there is no Wittico in the chat to turn it into the Chetico. Other than that, not much that I can think of for uh, housekeeping. So we'll get into the main event. Well, Martina, how have you been since our last show? Or how have you been in the last years? Or what revelations do you have for us?
1: Oh jeez. Uh, okay, so first of all, I just want to address that I have a young baby uh, under one, and so I have what's called mommy brain, and I'm just such a space cadet. I'm really having a hard time thinking. I'm probably going to be thinking, "Jeez, I hope my husband's all right with the baby over there, and he's not freaking <laughs> out because he's teething and it's like become all, like, he's unbearable." And I'm, I didn't get any sleep last night. You woke up in the oh, middle- no hour and I'm just like oh like I'm just so over right now so please excuse me I may kind of space out a little bit and I don't feel as brushed up on the content that as as I used to be when I was doing Lady Alchemy full-time it was like so amazing to be able to use alchemy and the Gnostic texts and and the esoteric beliefs as a, a catalyst for inspiration because it was very synergistic. It kind of feeds it. So it's like, I don't know, we're working on the tarot cards. Actually, I want to talk to you about that. I have to work on some tarot cards myself for my project. I owe people tarot cards. I'm <laughs> um, oh, really? thinking a lot about it. So it's interesting when I saw your intro, I was like, oh my God, cool because I am working on my own lady alchemy tarot set that I've I've been having to kind of ruminate about. But like I said, I'm sure that you can understand when you kind of have to do this creative work. Then you kind of dig deeper into your studies and then you dig deeper into your studies kind of fulfills you spiritually and you learn a little bit and then it creates more inspiration for your creative. work. It, it just, it's so cyclical and it's really exciting. And I feel like I've been out of that a bit. So I wish that I was more prepared. Um, but the whole baby brain thing, but that's why it's exciting to talk to. Um, I think last time we spoke was 2020. Uh, I think. Yeah. That- before was it before things started to get weird? It was around.
0: No, it was during. The, it was that was summer during- weirdness, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. yeah. So I can't
1: believe that was like four years ago. It feels like yesterday to me. Yeah.
0: It um, will be, yeah.
1: yeah. So <laughs> I guess last minute happening had a baby and all that. So that's exciting. I'm back in New York City, which is exciting, and I'm slowly trying to figure out how to like get back into the work.
0: awesome awesome yeah excited about your tarot thing yeah with uh me and my collaborators my wife and matt from altruz and grace media was really a series of uh, a friend had an idea and then all these synchronicities and we reached out and we did this tarot thing and it's like that's what the gods wanted and i learned so much i didn't even know to all these years I didn't know that my wife had once been a professional tarot reader because she's uh, she's like a very orthodox Catholic, but she had this life where she would read tarot, and she even tells me the story. She went to get a job as a tarot reader with this company, and the lady said, "Oh, I don't think you know how to read tarot." And uh, the lady said, "Okay, read tarot to me." And my wife whipped out her tarot and said, "Okay." Uh, My reading says your uh, boyfriend's cheating on you. And she's like, oh, yeah, let me go check. And she called her. lays like, I found out my boyfriend was cheating on me. You're hired.
1: (laughs) Oh, my Lord.
0: But I had no idea. I mean, she's got, like, all these occult books and tarot decks. And uh, and so she worked with this new deck. So if the synchronicities continue, yeah, we can talk after if you need help. That's
1: really cool. Definitely.
0: So awesome. And what I wanted to say, too, and and this is kind of a revelation that I had, because in our last show, we talked about, uh, obviously, what you went through in 2016, when you got cancel cultured and all that. And, And I was thinking, well, now that I think about it, I don't think. You were canceled because you were back then a trump supporter i only i honestly think it was because of your alchemy that you were cancelled. I think the universe was trying to stop you because, as I talked to other guests like we had Ola Walney, who's talking about the hope of our culture is women and her alchemy that that's that's what's going to heal this universe, and obviously there's a force trying to destroy women cut them off from the source nature and uh, their mm-hmm. divinity and all that and so i just think i bet that's why you were truly canceled the archons because at the time it wasn't just the left but the right the, you know both sides are terrible but both sides went after you and because i think unconsciously is because of you're too close to alchemy you're too dangerous
1: yeah i mean I, I hate to say like, yeah, I'm just so powerful and amazing. That's totally why. No, but uh, I, I, yeah, I have something there um, because I, I I quite often wonder why that happened. And there are times even the far left that canceled me worked uh, in collaboration with some of the far right that wanted to kind of also destroy me. And I'm just like, but if you're against my politics, how did you work with that person to try to take me down it doesn't make sense so there there is something to that and you know it's strange too because like i don't mean to sound like i like i started all this stuff but um i've really been into alchemy for a long time since i was like a teenager and i'm kind of old so (laughs) um i'm an an old mommy and uh it's been a while and i remember when i I, I'm sure you guys can understand this too. When, when you first got into it, you kind of feel like a weirdo. Like, you are just like, what is wrong with that? they like, you're a bit kooky, you know? And now I see a lot of, I don't know if I like new age. I mean, new age started to become a thing, but then since like my canceling and all that, I've noticed people trying to kind of co-opt a lot of the like alchemy stuff. And I'm just like, like I was doing that and I was considered the weirdo. And now you guys are kind of trying to do the like aesthetics that I was trying to put out there. And it's getting more popular. And I'm, I don't know. I don't mean to be the that person that's like into punk rock and then being like, no, oh, they're so out here. Cool. You was know, cool. like I was doing it when it was cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like that. So there's something to what you're saying. I feel, I feel that there's like something weird going on. And certainly what you're saying really resonates with me about what I spoke to you before the show and my book two for my comic book. And there is going to be some sort of source out there that is, um, uh, an evil entity for my, my second comic book that that does try to destroy the goodness that is trying to destroy the alchemy and, um, a lot of things parallel in our real life. So I do feel that, that there's something to that, what you're saying. And I depict it in my artwork.
0: Uh, no, I'm 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 definitely convinced it has to be that. And again, all women have this power. They've yeah. just not been taught or they've forgotten this power. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's how the world was in balance. And I think uh yeah. there are powers who want to make sure that women cannot t- tap into this this power, this alchemy. Yeah. From I agree. Like, yeah.
1: On and, both sides too, because you know, obviously you can see it from like being critical of the left where um they don't like the natural feminine kind of aspects of of femininity. And they're just like, no, we can be like men and whatever, which is like, not, we're not, we're not, we're different, you know? So there's that, but I feel the same thing on the right, because the right tend to kind of think a woman needs to be like submissive or a certain way that is just such a trope. And that's not really the, what the, the female uh is about there's you know the the two sides of the uh, tree of life, you know, like the swaying back and forth there's the power of the masculinity, but then there's the nurturing on the on the and they're they're equal, but they're just different sides and and you need them both, and they have their both equal power mother nature yeah yeah
0: <laughs> exactly exactly, I mean yeah. in all these systems, I mean you yourself so to alchemy. You want to get to the to the ultimate hermaphrodite, where me, the equal energies yeah. balance each other to create God or no God. Yeah,
1: right? and and that's something that I actually wanted to talk to. It's so interesting. I worked at the Daily Caller. My goodness, this is what pisses me off about politics. They were so stupid about it because at the time, I think Jim Peterson's kind of like gone off his rocker, but at the time, in like 2017... <laughs> when he's like, was really kind of doing a thing. And I don't know if you've seen some of his YouTube videos from back in like 2016, 2017. He had a lot of alchemy kind of things, and he was talking about archetypes and right. things like that. And a lot of his thumbnails had a lot of the imageries that we're familiar with. And um, I was in contact with doing an interview with him, but he was like, oh, you want me to do it? Because I was just like, no, I want to talk to him about like, alchemy and stuff. And they're like, no one's going to understand yeah, this. Like about no, politics, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, no, but they, they wanted, yeah, that whole, like, gotcha thing, and not gotcha on him, but kind of just the clickbait stuff, and I'm no. not into that. I wanted the deeper conversations, and they're like, oh, no one's going to understand that. I go, but if you watch his stuff, you do, and like, you are into it, and what I wanted to specifically talk to him about, but since I never got the chance, I'm talking to you guys about it, so whatever, is the um, their alchemical marriage, and the hermaphrodite, and it's just in this age of where the left is trying to kind of push transgenderism or whatever. I mean, which is different than hermaphrodite, but they kind of like to blend that stuff together a little bit and be like, see, see, it is the ideal. It's the perfect, you know, kind of thing. And I kind of wanted to ask Jordan Peterson and have that discussion about, no. uh, about that kind of concept
0: yeah, and if I- you just ask him about anima and animus, he would have yeah. given a whole different picture of what's going on out there, which would have been helpful, useful, you know? Because think- we all have an anima, animus, and we all got to, like Jung said, we each one of us has to figure out where our energies are going yeah. to be and live our snake lives.
1: Around. Yeah, snake around the tree a bit, yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah, um- it was, um, I mean, uh, the, yeah, because even in the conservative movement, I think I saw you tweeting about it. But remember, uh, I don't know what it was called, Bakegate or Cakegate?
2: Oh, where, yeah. Where, yeah. Was
0: that woman, <laughs> where, I forget, Isabella, that woman was, or that young lady was baking a cake. And the ride freaked out because she had a tight shirt and big boobs. And it was this huge meltdown. I was like, that is divide and conquer and completely ridiculous. But I kept thinking, there's the alchemy because the controversy was over a cake. Remember alchemy, the mixture of things. Oh, the, yeah, I think that's where the, the spiritual yeah, force yeah. says we're going to drive everybody crazy. Cause the argument, don't you think was just so silly. So, I silly.
1: mean, I've been dealing with, with that kind of stuff for so long, especially with my artwork, people don't understand. Um, they, they immediately jumped to degenerate. Um, and it's just, it, it blows my mind when it first started happening to me, because it was like, Whoa, I thought, we were championing, uh, beauty and, you know, God, beauty and godliness, the the combination of it. And it's just bizarre because the right also kind of, they fetishize like old artwork and sculptures and, and, and things like that and cathedrals and, and, oh, look at this Bernini. I've seen a million times posted that, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, but like they're also nude, and don't you understand the beauty of what? The, and it's not sexual; it's not about sex. And like that's what I don't understand because when I see my artwork, like I don't sit there going like, "Yeah, sex," you know, <laughs> like <it's> just like
0: <laughs> I'm gonna turn on all these men. You
1: no, know, like when I pull my tit out and my baby's like, you know, crawling to it and excited, like it, it's just nature. It, it's it's my womanlyhood, you know. Like you say. And it's, it's just, it doesn't scream sex to me. It just is just like, yeah, this is what uh, the female archetype is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's the sound>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, as somebody said, I don't know, I think it was, was it Michael Malice said, uh, conservatives are just liberals who drive the speed limit. They're yeah. basically all part of the same fundamentalist oppressive system that's out there and there's an illusion that there are two sides but as you've experienced and that girl experience both sides are just as we'll go on their witch hunts and make sure that everybody is into this herd mentality It's uh, yeah
2: it's asinine what do you think Vince? both sides are equally oppressive to me <laughs> mm-hmm. it's and i've never seen a bird fly on one wing it's balance that we are missing. It's balance. That's, that's the thing. I mean, you know, and beauty is, you know, in the eye of the beholder, you know, and people need to allow each, it's freedom. People need to allow each other to have, to have their own opinions, to be free, not to oppress people, not to hurt other people. You know, we only did that, have empathy with people. We'd be doing okay. But there's too much money and corruption in politics on both sides. Both sides, And also there's a, there's a, um, Oh God, where's that? So where'd that soapbox come from? There's also, (laughs) I figured out recently that it's really all about class wars. It's about the really rich and the really poor fighting over the spoils of civilization and the really poor want to overthrow everything. And so that they get to be on top. And so, and then the really rich want to keep their stuff. And meanwhile, the people that make everything happen are stuck in the middle. And you know everybody's envying everybody else, and that that's really what's about the whole yeah. globalist stuff, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, working in media, I realized. Uh, it, so after getting canceled on the left, I worked in media on the right, and so you know, if you can imagine losing my career, something that I'm passionate about, like being an artist, it's not like an office job. That tore. I'm still messed right. up about that. Um, so that really, really hurt. So I just ended up going to to the right, like fully. But then I started seeing how they function and I'm just like, oh my God, they don't actually even care about the stuff that they're talking about and putting stuff out there. They just want the clicks. That's what it is. It's the money. It's the clicks. It's the attention. Something strange about like, and I don't mean fame as in like necessarily like Hollywood fame because we can go on about Hollywood all day long. That's like, yeah, I get it. But even on the internet and just Twitter, YouTube, all of that. Like there's just a strange evil about people that like want the fame and same with politics. A lot of people that do politics, politicians, it's a weird ego narcissism. You know, it's like, they want the power. There's something power and fame and attention that they want to hold. Um, So it's strange. I think that's what they're after.
0: Yeah. The Daily Agreed. yeah, the daily fight the the daily clickbait, so when yeah. you, for example, would do art, you would do your shows and your dances what what was your goal, for example, because you know, I like to do the podcast, of course, I like likes and nice yes, comments, you know, I like it, but my passion is obviously where I feel like I'm like this is my destiny is when I write. And I want people to discover about themselves and to be free and to, you know, I guess, make the world a better place. I know it sounds.
1: No, totally. That's
0: naive, but that's why I like to create art.
1: Yeah. And I feel the same way. Um, My art, whether I mean, I consider myself like mixed media of sorts, Um, definitely a stage performer, because in New York City, that's it's live performance is like a really big thing. You know, it's like London and New York is very live performance
2: and I love theater.
1: Like theater is really cool. The lights, the, the drama, like the effects that you can put on stage is just really, really cool. And seeing someone perform only a few feet away from you like live, there's a different energy to that than seeing someone on like TV or, or like, uh, you know, on a screen. Mm -hmm. um and there's a certain magic to it so there's it's like casting spells on people when you're performing live you're they're all focused on focused in on your energy Uh, they're giving you their energy they're all focusing on you and what do you do with it what do you do with the energy some people want to take it in and they want to consume it Mm -hmm. and i would like to you know feel it and then like reverberate it back you know, so that is like what I liked to do on stage um, was definitely feel the energy and I'm I'm projecting it back to them. Like I would actively do that. Um, but in the big grand scheme of things, whatever kind of medium I used uh, for my art, whether it's photography, video, stage performing, whatever, I want to do music soon uh, when I get a fucking chance with this baby. Um, <laughs> uh, the whole point was to spread kind of the knowledge of alchemy you know (laughs) just interpret it in my way and create something with it I mean people in the 15th century or whatever they like would make these lithographs and they would make books or they would create their art the way that they can interpret alchemy the way that they do it and you do it with your, how you do it. Um, and I interpret it my way and I like to do some avant-garde artwork and put it out that way. And it always represents something in alchemy.
0: Cool. Well, we hope you keep doing it because again, you have, that is your mission in this world. Uh, God didn't say you weren't going to get crushed because that's what the world does when we find our, bliss, as you would. Uh, Jordan Peterson is a Jungian, and so Joseph Campbell, so it's that idea. Your yeah. bliss is your mission and doors will open, but unfortunately, as Jesus says in the Gospel of John, the world will also crush you for that, because mm. people don't like it that others have found their bliss, and mm. the world, doesn't, the, the powers and principalities don't want this light to shine, so they will snuff it. But we can always get back to it and find it, so... It just, um, you just got to keep at it. And I tell myself that too on hard days or hard times when I don't think uh, Mm. nothing seems to be work. I just got to keep at it. I know it sounds true, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, what else can you do? Otherwise the, um, the dark forces kind of win because there are times uh, it's, I get really low, but like, what can you do?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That is your mission, and you kept. You got to keep doing it, as they say. It's uh, there's nothing better. It's it's where we find our freedom. So, um, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, about alchemy, and also, again, we've done a few shows on alchemy, and I find it fascinating too. Because, uh, as uh, we did a show with Tobias Churton, and he talks about Zosimos of Panopolis, one of the the great fathers of alchemy, and he was telling us that. much of the first alchemical labs were by the Nag Hammadi library where they found, you know, the Gnostic gospels and that area was just suffused with magic and great traditional or uh, there was these, yeah, alchemical laboratories. But Zosimos, he talks about his idea of alchemy in his mythology is that there was these rebellious angels, and they stole the technology from heaven. Again, we're getting into Watcher Nephilim yeah. stuff, and they came and they gave it to humanity with bad intentions or trickster intent. It was gonna, it was gonna do some bad. And Zosimos always said, "No, this alchemy. Maybe the angels stole it. These fallen angels, these archons, but it is from heaven. And if we use this alchemy right, we can become divine ourselves." So.
1: Yeah, there's so much to that. Um yes, as far as the Nephilim go, that is kind of how I got into the concept of the Nephilim and okay. So my whole take on the Nephilim thing and the RH negative blood type is not unique. I'm sure you've heard this theory, you know. <laughs> and oh, yeah. um I just found it really interesting to use that kind of concept like I said I always take real life and alchemy concepts and and that's how I get inspiration for my my artwork and I had um I was inspired finding out like my blood type and I'm just like but wait what is going on with it and then you find out that they don't really understand why we Have these like missing protein and like uh, the other animals in nature when they crossbreed they have the same kind of issues with pregnancy and and all that stuff so i was like this is weird and i was young and so i was looking into it of course through the alchemy side and the biblical side and and the um old text where they talk about the Nephilim and the angels procreating with the human race, and I'm just like, "Aha, that's where it is." And they brought, like you said, knowledge of alchemy, metallurgy, makeup, warfare, things like that. And I was just like, "Oh my God, so cool. This is so lady alchemy." <laughs> like, here's her backstory there it is you know and uh i just ever since then i've been using angel kind of symbolisms and things like that it just it, it just things started to like make sense and um so yeah i i do agree with the bringing knowledge of alchemy in or whatever now this is why i also had like an angel and demon kind of i know that they're different things it's uh, or like like fallen angel kind of aspect maybe not demon um But I would call it angels and demons, uh, the duality, because it's like, wait, are they good or are they bad? You know, and it was something that I've had kind of had to learn myself was that you you choose to be like the good angel or bad angel. Like there's no predestined like, oh, well, this is where I come from, so I have to be bad, (laughs) you know. kind of thing. And um, that's kind of the amazing thing about free will is that we get to choose our path of like, am I going to be a good angel or bad angel? Like it, it's the archetype, you know, and they have the whole good angel, bad angel on your shoulder. It, it's yeah. reoccurring in, in these archetypes, but it was just an interesting way. And it was kind of also how alchemy taught me an interesting sideways way of my own Christianity, because I was raised Roman Catholic and you know as a millennial American, you're just kind of like, whatever, like church is boring, kind of thing, and <laughs> you're like, whatever. But then you learn the alchemy stuff and you kind of sideways get back to it, and you're like, huh, I kind of get it now from a different perspective. Cool, like it makes sense. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily bad. And then I did a lot of ref- uh, research for my comic book too, because there was like a serpent character that my writer wrote in there. That was the main bad character. And I'm just like, yeah, but I was trying to make it make sense because I had to go in and rework all the alchemy stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, how does that make sense? Because the serpent isn't actually bad at alchemy. <laughs> it represents not, knowledge. And, you know, that was, to the the was the
0: Gnostics. He was a good guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I had to kind of make it work for me and brought in kind of some of the mythology of the like Leviathan and like whatever. It's, I can look it up, whatever I wrote in there. Um, And ultimately the symbol of what that serpent character represented was the the, like knowledge. And um, I think that's kind of where, you know, and there's a shift. So she dealt with this bad, like serpent character, but like, ultimately kind of like what happened to me in 2016, Mm -hmm. I am no longer like that same person that when I was running around New York city performing and like, life was good, you know, like my whole, like life has shifted and I have a different kind of perspective on it. And that's what that serpent character did. It's knowledge. It was, you know, that the skin sheds and you, you, you learn, you learn something from it. And is that always bad? Is that a bad thing? even if it was a bad person that taught you something
0: exactly (laughs) it's hard to look at the big picture right
1: sorry if i'm rambling i don't even like oh no
0: yeah and the watchers bring makeup which i always find kind of interesting now these days i think they would bring makeup and stanley cups and just hand them (laughs) out (laughs) (laughs) have a fight over each other
1: (laughs) that's so funny oh my lord it's funny how you like interject some of the like youthful things going on in the world like you get it you know what's going on like i had to just tell my ask my little sister who's like 12 years younger than me i was like so uh is this a thing young people are doing
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly
1: what's the deal with these cups?"
0: (laughs) yeah I know i know I, I've got to do some research yeah i have <laughs> one of my daughters i have a twenty five year old daughter and a twelve year old daughter so I get the millennial and the uh
1: whats the the... no or... well younger than whats alpha. the next alpha. Yeah, yeah she's
0: alpha yeah the very different view on life and how they consume content and everything else yeah they call the my yeah my younger children call each other bro and they call me bro they call their mother bro. they're very they love that term bro a lot I realize so.
1: I realize. But. Well, I think maybe I am a millennial and my husband likes to fight me on that because he's younger than me. Um, <laughs> and he insists he was born in the 90s. He insists he's a millennial and I'm not. I was born in the 80s. But I am on the cusp of of Gen X. And uh. we would say dude. We said dude a lot. Do you remember
2: that? Yes, I still do. do. We said man in my generation. Hey, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, man, yeah.
2: Man, man. You're right.
1: I know someone else about your age, and he says man all the time. Yeah.
2: Yep. I'm a tricentennial, personally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Plus, I'm from, like, New York, like, Woodstock area, so I have a lot of old-school hippies, they would say. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs)
2: <laughs> from I'm from Jersey originally, not too far from there. Yeah, North, North Jersey.
1: Okay, yeah, I know. Jersey. It.
2: And uh, so, what do you think
0: about these tunnels in the Jewish uh, neighborhoods? Have you heard that story?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, the bloody mattresses and everything.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I mean, listen, I I love. I how do I say, how do I say things about like getting you banned or coming across a certain way or the, <laughs> um, can you say anything about those people? Um, no, I mean, I have like a respect for, so I mean, there, there's Hebrew in, in my comic book because, um, as you know, like a lot of magic and like the LBR ritual and, you know a lot of those rituals uh they have hebrew uh, a lot of alchemy that's when i got into kind of like hebrew stuff and
0: yeah.
1: um so and kabbalah like
0: Kabbalah is awesome and the that, hasidic jews well, are the one few jews who still hold on to the kabbalah so that's
1: true um yeah yeah secular jews aren't really into any of that stuff um so i mean like you know i have my own respects for for that knowledge and that, that kind of yeah. thing but the Hisi- I just going to say, the Hasids are weird, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're pretty hardcore. They are hardcore. I don't
1: know. They're like their we own... have those in
0: every religion. Every religion has their fundamentalist, <laughs> uh, messianic, apocalyptical.
1: you know, yeah. stuff
0: to it. It's just, it's it's human religion. What are you going to yeah. do?
1: And, and they just, they don't like outsiders. They kind of, because I remember when I was really, again, I was really young and I used to take the train up and down from New York City to upstate, the Hudson Valley, and, uh, I remember there was some Missy guys on there and, and I tried talking to them because I was like, can you tell me about the Kabbalah? Like, you know, I was like. I
0: yeah, was a like, woman talking to them.
1: He, he did not make eye contact. He looked to no. the side and he was just like, basically like I'm not there yet in my studies. I mean, it's not what he said in those words, but it was just, he didn't really have much to say. I'm like, no, 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 tell me something about Kabbalah. <laughs> I was really eager. Um, and I was like, that was a weird interaction. And then I found out that they, I'm not supposed to interact with them. And I'm like, Oops. I'm
0: like no, 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 they <laughs> will not Orthodox Jews, Hasidic Jews. Yeah. They will not talk to a single woman or a woman alone. But yeah. again, you can look at, uh, what's it in, in Christianity? What are the guys, the guys who, the Amish They're we think they're, oh, they live in nature, but they have some very weird,
1: they're weird
0: oppressive too. rules too. I mean, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I mean, I think it's the same thing with some of the uh, anything when you're super repressed, you can kind of swing too far the other way. So like people think that these are, oh, they're like, you know, more pure than you, like you're a dan- and, you know, like, oh, and I'm just like, well, you do realize some of them just like totally do all like meth and promiscuous even more than like I ever was in my lifetime and and do whatever just because like they're so repressed, they kind of swing the other way of it, so
0: repression is always bad. it's gonna come out it's you know
1: yeah and I mean, there's a good there's a good amount of like um discipline, like they always say that about magic too, or um I say magic, but you know, with the k the the work, the great work is uh. Uh, women's work and child's play and it's because women's work is like repetitive it's routine and that's kind of like what a ritual is it's it's ritualistic every single it's repetitive you do it all the time the same way all over and over and over again that's because and the military does that what's like get up make your bed like it's repetitive and it's to instill something in you discipline is good you know discipline is is great but then there's also the child's play which is imaginative and there's the creative and the imagination and and that aspect to it
0: it's a hard balance because yeah you should be disciplined but i remember i said a caitlin johnstone she's a writer who i like and she does great poetry but she she said one time the opposite of life is not death it's habit and it struck me because we can become robots and slaves to the routine. But even though it's good, so sometimes, as you said, you've got to be a little childish and blow off your schedule. Don't turn on your alarm. But surprise yourself every day by going somewhere without planning it. So it is a hard balance because there were times in my life I would just get so disciplined and then I'd wonder really? why anxiety levels would go up. I was becoming unhappy. I was like, but then other times if I took it to the extreme and I was just a bohemian, I just got just as unhappy too, because I had no structure and nothing worked out.
1: And I'm bohemian all the way. Like I have absolutely zero structure. And I think that's part of my issue with baby trying to get him to sleep properly.
0: Yeah. My wife, she didn't uh, with the last three, all she does is for everything. She nurses them teething. I'm going to nurse you sleep. I'm going to nurse you. There's, no schedule no there were the babies all three of them slept with us in the bed and it was fine it was just a different form of life
1: okay good because that's like my life um yeah, I, yeah, it's I've been like structure more but we definitely I'm the opposite of what you just said about yourself with all that routine I I don't think I don't think I've ever been that way I'm just super artist weirdo like do not like routine oh <laughs> I but if you have that. a
0: creative project how do you finish it you just when you work on it when you inspiration work.
1: inspiration strikes i of work course. On. <laughs> i mean inspiration used to come in the form of you know smoking but i haven't done that in a long time
0: right right <laughs> just gotta do what you gotta do yeah. and what about and when you started learning about alchemy did you ever go back to the Catholic mass and go, holy crap, they're doing magic. They're doing alchemy at the mass. Yeah. And I didn't even notice it all my life. I mean, yeah. it is the ultimate alchemy.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, look at the transmutation of the body and blood of Christ. And uh, yeah, I'll get people also with the far right situation and they kind of freak out about the alchemy and try to act like I'm like, I've never seen in any of my studies anything about, anything bad it's always been the light um god jesus you know it's always the light the light the light uh, i've never seen anything kind of going down a dark path from my studies so i don't know what they're on about when they do that and uh, i don't know if you've seen it my picture that i did a uh, self-portrait with the the hand of the philosophers where i have my hand up and also yeah so it's, you know, the Hand of the Philosophers, where it's, like, the hand, and then there's, like, oh, yeah. things on it, and I did that, and people are like, the fish on the hand, what is that, some sort of uh, Podesta thing, and, and oh, this <laughs> is demonic, this is evil, I go, how is it evil, there's literally angels behind me, and the sun, and it's like, oh, and I'm like, there's nothing demonic about, there's a lantern on my hand, that means, like, the lights, the lantern is, you know, like,
0: yeah. So, gate Martina, I, I see. Like, I
1: don't know, you're <laughs> on about. How does anything in yours like resonate as demonic to you, like at all? There's literally cherubs above my head. Don't know what you're on about. So I get um, that kind of thing with it, uh, and I have to kind of explain. Like, hello, mass is like the three magi's going to Jesus's birth. The three magi's, magi's, they're they're Zoroastrian priests. They Very were much. Gnostic priests um and they were bringing these kind of uh, ritualistic things to, to them the frankincense and myrrh and all that and uh mass itself is a ritual like, hello, ritual mass. I mean, am I the only one that's heard ritual mass? Like, that's, that's what we called it. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> a ritual. They've got incense and robes and the drama. and
2: <laughs> Sure, they don't call it that, but sure, it's a ritual. You bet. Yeah. Very ritual. And all the different colors for the seasons. I always thought that was, you know, fascinating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, I look at my, my religion the way I was raised um, from a different lens. But I think it's really cool. I like it.
0: Plus, alchemy was never seen as, like, satanic. Uh, uh, Thomas Aquinas practiced alchemy. His master or his teacher, Alberto Magnus, Mm -hmm. practiced alchemy and astrology and magic. I mean, it was fine for the church. I mean, uh, Isaac Newton was a big alchemist, and the Church of England wasn't trying to burn. Queen Elizabeth practiced a little alchemy with John Dee because it was again it was an honorable science and pursuit back in the
1: day well i had a friend that said unless you stop the alchemy stuff nonsense um i can't be friends with you and she said uh there was like some papal ban on alchemy back in like god knows when like his 1800s i don't know some before that i don't know 1600s something crazy and i was like um, that's really, like, outdated, first of all. Second of all, um, I don't, really like, give a shit about the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't care. Don't care what the Popes have to say.
0: Yeah, I never knew about it. But, yeah, I don't think Francis is, like, like in his bed, like, oh, Martina's doing alchemy. How can <laughs> I? I got to stop. I'm going I'm to Card- <laughs> yeah, send the Cardinals to stop her. Oh, my God, her soul. But, uh <laughs>
2: Well, it's not against anybody, right? People don't think, oh, I'm going to do an alchemical thing and I'll get that guy. Nobody's doing that, right? I mean, yeah. you, know, you can make an argument for dark witchcraft or something, you know, putting curses on people. But since
1: when did alchemists
2: ever hurt anybody? Yeah, I don't know.
1: And that's the thing. Oh, okay. So this was, this was something she said. It was um, that we are not meant to know the mysteries of the universe, that what? we need to have blind faith.
0: so so god gave us a brain not to use it okay and so
1: and something that you said earlier about the nephilim bringing certain things to the humans um is that there's a concept that um trying to become like god is is bad i think we all have the the divine spark you know within us And it is part of alchemy to kind of nourish that and let that kind of flame show because people kind of put that flame out. And I think that's what's bad.
0: Yeah. God doesn't make any sense. Even like you look at one of the first popes, Pope Anastasius Anastasius who hated the Gnostics with a passion. And he was a big book banner. He himself said, Jesus Became man so that man could become God. He, he just he simplified the whole Catholic theology in that simple thing. So that's why we eat his, drink his blood right. and his flesh, right, Martina? So we right. can become like him,
1: right? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's weird. I don't know. People have their interpretations, and um that was kind of what I was faced with with a friend, unfortunately. Oh, terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm.
0: I've never had anybody give me that ultimatum. You, Vince
2: um i'm sorry what's that which ultimatum I a was friend that might
0: have said i, I don't like your theology you either change or we're no longer friends or family
2: or no I, like I i <clears throat> stayed away from people that would say things like that to me
1: <laughs> she was like, about catholic nice girl I miss her you yeah, know she's friends but she was just like no more alchemy i was like you met me as lady alchemy like you can't
0: <laughs> yeah you're not <laughs> closed about what you do and what you believe in
2: You know, one of the biggest problems is that these people think they know what, quote-unquote, God is. They really do. And I, I claim that the majority of them are still looking at that big old man on the throne, the beard and all that, or, you know, Saturn in Greek mythology or Zeus. or They personify and therefore concentrate the idea of God into a person. Like mm-hmm. a person knows everything. It can do everything. I mean, that that's, it, it's, and if you think about that hard enough, it goes away and you start, you know, getting closer to the real truth. But, the, and people are afraid that you'll be more powerful than they are, you know, if, if you do something and it's, it, it even starts it like in school, the kids that study harder are ridiculed by the kids that don't because they're afraid that these kids will be more powerful and get more things than them. It's, it's like I said before, it's the, the have nots, you know, wanting to get the stuff that people have and they don't want people to have things that they don't have.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's like that. What do they say of, about God? The, um, Carl Sagan had a really good interpretation of of something like that, where it was, uh, you know, like the flatlands or something, uh
2: yeah the flatland. Oh. yeah
1: yeah, and um it's just we're not really able to comprehend oh well he was talking about different dimensions but to me that was an explanation of god i think god is like a different dimension that we just cannot like we cannot comprehend it it's just it's incomprehensible and that is actually in the hebrew kind of perspective also the movie Pi, you know the movie Pi? they talk about it the 26 digit um oh
2: <laughs> we put the yeah. drill and it's like yeah, yeah.
1: yeah that ah. one. <laughs> it's magical 26 digit and it's the same thing in like the hebrew thing and they have the name of god in different ways and the 26 digit one was like the unsayable and noble like you it, it's just you can't say it, you don't can't comprehend it it's it's just like the magical one
0: yeah he runs into some kabbalists too who want his stuff
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they have funnels
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a funny thing. All religions have tunnels. The Vatican, I'm wow. sure, a lot of mosques. And I'm sorry, but if I, if I once I own a house, if I'm somewhere, I'm building tunnels. Totally digging tunnels. Totally yeah, yeah. I want a safety. I want escape. I want somewhere to hide my stuff. I'm digging tunnels.
1: I'm just shocked in New York City that that's even possible because to me, I'm like, it just, everything seems so hollow. There's so many layers underneath the ground in New York. It's like, how how did yeah. you even-
2: Why yeah. does It just collapse into a big sinkhole right
1: <laughs> crazy
2: like they somewhere there though i wow. say that
0: might happen because uh there's so much there is tunnels and pipes underneath new york that 25 percent of water in new york gets wasted and they're t- the pipes are so deep in the tunnels you can't get to them because you'd have to uh you know, you can't dig that far down with all that city. And New York is becoming so uh there's so much waste with water, electricity, gas that at some point it would be easier to uh destroy the city and build a new one. It'd be cheaper.
1: Oh oh. <laughs> no. I love my Art City.
2: Here comes the World like- Economic Forum. <laughs> New York has too big of a carbon footprint.
0: Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> Odds and bugs for everybody, including Martina.
1: No, I'm gonna run away upstate then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and do uh, do you ever find it like when you talk to Catholic friends and they're like, oh, what's this book of Enoch watchers, Nephilim stuff? But That was a prevalent view in ancient Christian times. I mean, the book of Jude, Jesus quotes the book Mm -hmm. of Enoch and the Gnostic texts support this. The Jewish texts support this. I mean, even I think it's in Corinthians where you have uh, Paul in one part. He's talking about how women should cover their faces in church. And people are like, oh, he's being misogynistic. He wasn't. He was saying. When women start praying and orating in church, it attracts the watchers. I guess it was, and if not, women will get attacked after church or during church, and you'll get Nephilim. Mm -hmm. So women should cover their faces so that the the watchers don't get aroused or.
1: I was going to say aroused, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, they want their power. So it's also their power and
1: create a hybrid. The women of the. the
0: yeah, so even ah. Paul knew about the Watchers and the Nephilim in the first century. It was it was a common knowledge, and it got suppressed by all the religions.
2: Hey, maybe that's why the nuns wear habits and uh, the um, uh, Muslims wear the veils, right? You know, yeah, the shield of yeah. power
0: there could be. That's how it started.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to, I would love to look back into all that stuff, uh, again, especially for my work in the comic book and and things. Um, it's nice to dig deep back into it, because I haven't really looked at that stuff <clears throat> in a while. But um, it is all really fascinating, and it's all interconnected, and there's far more. I think the the books that were rejected from the official canon are actually really interesting, like far more interesting <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the last thing to say, but I think they're really interesting, like more so than the regular stuff. More fun, yeah.
0: So, tell us about uh, Lady Alchemy for those who are not familiar with your your comic book.
1: Oh, right, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I was Lady Alchemy as a performer, and I do various, like I said, mixed media art. Um, it was just I used myself as the canvas for creating different alchemical. Um concepts and bringing them to the stage, like I said, I worked a lot with the angel kind of demon aspects of uh, of that, and then I had um I have a performance art piece that I did called negretto, and that's one of the it's the first phase of the alchemical process and A lot of my stuff, even if you're not into alchemy and you don't know about it, uh, people tend to be very moved by it. They think it's stunning or interesting or they emotionally are moved by it or what have you. Um, And Negretto would be because you come face to face with your demons and it's very kind of like shocking. So it's just kind of like. What? (laughs) What just happened? And um, and that's what it's meant to do. And that's what performance art is. Right. And it instills that kind of concept within the viewer. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that I would do. But then when I got canceled and I I found it really hard, I was working full time. I was lady alchemy that was paying my bills. That was my life. Mm -hmm. So when I got canceled, uh, my agents and the theater that I worked at, which is, it's called the box. And it's basically like studio 54 today. Uh, what it, what that was in like today's kind of aspect, uh, where it's like this theater and it's slash nightclub. And they would have like, you know, nightclub status. And then throughout the night, the curtain would open and performances would happen. And I would do my angel act and things like that there. It was really, really cool. It's really hard to get into celebrities there. Like every night, it was really cool. Uh, I loved it. Um, and again, that was my way of putting help me out there to the masses. It's really, really fun stuff. But since I got canceled and I lost everything and, uh, which included my income and and everything, I was uh, like, just wanted to keep Lady Alchemy alive somehow. And I always viewed her as a comic book character. So I was a child of of the 90s. And I just remember Witchblade, uh, Dark Child, uh, Gen 13, just these like babes in comics. (laughs) And then there was like a thing going on on the internet where like, there was like a weird political kind of clash going on in the comics industry too, because they were like taking all of these characters, either like making them Muslim or, you know, making classic ones like beautiful women, frumpy and lesbian looking and like, you know, doing all these things where they're like, what are you guys doing to these beloved characters? What are we doing? Or, or like making Green Lantern gay or something. And there's like having a gay wedding with a, Not that it matters. I mean, Rainmaker and Gen 13 was a lesbian. Who cares? But she was hot, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it was just, they were doing weird things. So there's a lot of fans and people that were just like against that. And then there was like people making comics and, and funding it through Indiegogo and all that. And I was like, oh, my God, I have A, the opportunity to keep Lady Alchemy alive in a different medium. And B, it was something I've always wanted to do, which was she's a performer running around New York City in costumes. New York City is like Gotham City, you know, and she has powers of alchemy with this Nephilim blood backstory. Like, come on, it's, just, it's a comic looking <laughs> character, you know? <clears throat> so I got it funded and uh, I made the comic book uh, and uh, had my own issues with that. Some demons, I'll tell you. But anyway, it ended up being completed. And that's why I also have to do the um, tarot cards, because that was kind of part of like a perk package that uh, I was offering. So now I'm like in the process of thinking about completing that. But I'm also in the process of now it's exciting to think about book two because I'm just like, oh my God, new stuff happened in my life and I could portray it in a comic book way, this way and and then there's new demons to deal with and it's, it's really fun. That's
0: and the cool. tarot is going to be, is it alchemy themed or lady alchemy themed?
1: That's a good question. It's something that I've been toying with. I mean, I don't think they all necessarily work for lady alchemy because there's ones that are masculine. You know, there's the emperor, there's... Right you know, ones that are, what is strength? I think that that's, that's, oh, well, it's a lion. Well, I mean, you can do the green lion devouring the sun or something. I don't know. Um, so there's aspects that don't necessarily like work for Lady Alchemy, but I feel like some of the more feminine archetype ones can. And I definitely have some imageries that um, can resonate for some of the uh, major Arcana cards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's something that I like. Maybe we can talk about how you kind of visualized it and and the concept of it. I've never really been a fan of, like, the photography um, tarots. I always like the art ones. So I'm just like, oh, my God, do I do my photography? But my photography kind of looks really avant-garde, like it's art. So maybe it will work. But maybe I should just get an artist and do a little bit more alchemy-themed. But then I was also looking at the Salvador Dali ones and seeing how I can do it in a surrealist way as well. Because I really like the avant-garde. So I was like, oh, the Dali ones are interesting because it blends art um, in a like art, like surrealist arts kind of way um, with the alchemy. So I don't know, I'm brainstorming.
0: Yeah, there's a lot out there right now. I mean, the one reason we did it too is because it wasn't any decent Gnostic tarot. I think there was hmm. one. And I'm I don't know, I'm not good with art like you, but my wife was like, Oh, this one's terrible. And mm-hmm. I, she was like, We'll do a Gnostic, we'll do a Gnostic one. And also too, uh uh again, the friend who had an idea, he's like, Oh yeah, the tarot business is booming because what? it's yeah, and I think in a few years it's gonna go up to I think it's one billion worldwide, it's gonna go to four billion. What? And a lot of it, yes, and a lot of it is, as we've talked, is that Women are tired of the old kind of linear world that we live in and how the, you know, the world has let them down. So women are really going into astrology, Mm -hmm. tarot. I mean, they're going into these ancient traditions, these Mm -hmm. image magic based divinatory traditions, and they're really embracing it. And I -hmm. I think it's a positive thing because that's where, again, a woman's alchemical power will come. It's like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. that's how women can change reality bend reality so they don't have to compete in the linear solar world of the men true so Terra is certainly one way
1: interesting i mean that's actually exciting to hear because i just thought that this um terror project was just going to be a hole for me and I have to just fulfill it. But I, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I've never wanted to have any of my work, even when I was in school, in university. And we had to write a paper on something. I i went to a study abroad in China. And we had to write a 10-page paper as like our kind of final grading piece. And it was like, I'm not just going to shit out a 10-page paper. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm going to look up and see if there's Chinese alchemy. <laughs> yeah, I great. did some research and I was looking into all of that stuff and the cinna I call it is it cinnabon no it's like cinnabar so the cinnabar and and all that stuff it was a long time ago. And um and I was like I'm not going to do anything just for the sake of I have to get it done like it's always going to have to resonate with me and and I'd be proud of it. So, yeah, the tarot is now the next thing that I've been like okay, let's let's do this not because I have to but because,
0: like, I'm excited about it. Yeah, something you should look into, too, is now as AI gets better and better, even AI movies and motion graphics are getting pretty cool. I play with it, too, like on Caliber. You get a video of, let's say, my daughter, and she's having breakfast, and I'll, I'll upload the image and say, make it into an anime, and she does this and that with the cat, and it does a good job, and I get, like, a little movie. She gets embarrassed, like Dad. I don't want to be that. But I can create these very surreal and cool movies with some AI. So that's something you could look into too.
1: Yeah, I'm anti AI. So
0: are you? Yeah. <laughs> that's another gift of the Watchers. <laughs> that's the, that's from. The... <laughs> I
1: I could see that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. mean, just as as an artist, to get some. Um... I mean, it's a double-edged sword. My husband's a writer, so it's it's bad for his business because now people can just AI shit. And then um, as an artist, it's also like scary because you know, th- their jobs are going to be obsolete if we just all do it on AI. Um, but I understand it's exciting to create with it and, and experiment. And there are times where I think it's useful for creating... Um, helping with ideas and it kind of sketches out an idea for something like yeah. a good
0: assistant yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly so
0: but the art is always soulless you can tell real art, art from ai art i don't right. think you could match that so
1: and i mean it's been difficult because i i like to retweet other artists and there there's one guy that it's just like he was really really amazing but i had to like ask him is do you, is it ai and he was like no and i'm like Okay, I just have to ask. And now I see a lot of his things say no AI, no AI I am. Because it, it looks like like kind of the really like dreamy and like wavyness of it and, and just the trippy kind of AI art that it looks cool. And so I want to promote people, but I just want to make sure that I'm promoting an actual artist, not like someone typing something in on a computer. And then with my photography, I like to do my photography with a lot of post work frankly, um, in, in Photoshop and I do so in a way to kind of make it look very um, painterly and I, 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 I'm I, a mixed media artist, so I'll do the photography aspect and then I'll load it into the computer and no AI, no filtering. I actually you know the programs and have to run the different layers and and understand and have my technique and do things that I do to kind of turn it into a unique art piece on its own and i've had someone on trivia like this looks like ai and i'm like it's not ai i did so much (laughs) work god damn it i yeah (laughs) i my niece all dressed up i took the camera out did the right settings i had to edit it i had to go and do the photoshop like not ai (laughs) but i understand its usefulness i do i do
0: yeah well, like you said, it's fire from the gods, a double-edged sword. It can burn you and it can help you. And it's going to be the age-old question when you bring in new technology. As i telling people, I'm sure there was a time when there was an oral tradition and some guy came. Hey, we can write our stuff down on the wall or we can use this scroll, papyrus. <laughs> <he> the- <laughs> and, yeah, and people are like, oh, no, we'll lose our power if our oral... Technology is what uh, what keeps us alive and maybe they were right, but I'm glad stuff got put on paper. Yeah, like I'm I mean, glad the stuff on hard drives. You
1: know? Yeah, I mean I think there can be usefulness to it. For example, um taking images and video in particular, which is difficult to do, and um upscaling the resolution and making it actually a clearer picture, making it a better uh picture. Uh there was I think the technology used for the latest Beatles track uh, because there was an old John Lennon song that he kind of dabbled around with the piano, but they could never separate the piano um, right. from the voice and they just recently were able to do. It. So yeah, like there, there's some awesome stuff we can do with technology for sure.
2: I wonder if there'll be high AI, you know, so you take an AI and you feed it the equivalent, of uh you know hallucinogens <laughs> and it goes starts tripping <laughs> and then it creates the art you know it creates a weird salvador dolly like art or something
1: that's the um, kind yeah. of art i do like is when it looks really trippy <laughs> i'll
2: tell you what it already hallucinates you know Mm -hmm. You know, I had a problem with Excel today that I asked one of the AIs that I use about, and it completely made up this function. Yes, all you have to do is do this function. And it was like, just, it made it up Mm -hmm. out of what sounded reasonable, you know, (laughs) but it was totally false. And so I tried it and I said, this isn't working. And it kept on. I said, nope, I tried it. And I I said, I'm sorry, you know, I'm fallible and I'm always developing.
1: (laughs) See, I've never played around with it. But my husband says the same thing about the writing. Like, it it can do a good job for the most part. But there are times where you see things in it. You're like, hmm, that didn't make sense. That was weirdly worded. Or like, you
2: you." Well, similar up. to people, right? People like, go off the rails sometimes. It just, they, everything goes off the rails. If it, you know, if it does, it just goes off the rails.
0: The whole world is going off the rails. You're out of order. They're out of order. The AI's out of order. The whole court's out of order. <laughs> Al Pacino. Yeah. My terrible job at Al Pacino. What are you going to do? So awesome. Any questions from the audience? Uh, I think I saw a couple of super chats.
2: Um, we got, let's see. Well, G- the Ginger Menace wanted to um, uh, lay some love on you here. And so, um, there she is.
1: Oh, that's so sweet.
2: Complete with picture. Thank you, The Ginger Menace. Thank you. And Chester um has supporting the show as usual. So thank you as always, Chester. He's yes. always, always here to support us. Love it. Love it. And I didn't see any questions though. Um no no questions.
0: No well, Chester, thanks. Sorry about the Dallas Cowboys. I hope you've recovered. <laughs> so uh I'm happy that the Packers got knocked out so I can sleep well at night and I don't care about the rest of the season now. <laughs> uh, guilty pleasures here. Well, yeah, um, anything else you want to share with us, Martina, before we wrap it up? want to make sure oh. if there's anything... You got going. Of course, we'd love to have you back in time. Hopefully.
1: uh... Yeah. You know what? It would be nice to kind of do something more regularly than four years. So let's do something and um, we can really have some in-depth conversation. I mean, I hope it was riveting for people listening, Um, (laughs) but uh, I think we can have some really cool conversations about alchemy, Gnostic stuff
0: yeah we should you should do i would love it if you brought one of your did like one of your art presentations here we could go i don't know what kind of mm-hmm. art demonic art angelic art throughout it something really esoteric or mm-hmm. something like that something nice and visual and just uh, chat about that
1: all right yeah maybe next time so the thing is I did the negretto piece like ten years ago, and then my life kind of went in disarray I was living negretto. That's so, great. I
0: love it for the audience. You got to see it on YouTube. Um, yeah, I so, go back and I love yeah. that. And I love your Nephilim. I know there's two versions one you yeah. did in LA and another one.
1: Yeah, and Those so awesome. maybe we can kind of bring that up and talk about it. And, um, I mean, I do have, I mean, it's set up so that I have obviously the other phases of the alchemical process processes to do. Oh, Daniel, hi, nice to see you. Thank you for joining and um and zephyr i love the name zephyr it's a gentle breeze coming from the west (laughs) Um, (laughs) and uh hey jay hey jay uh yeah so there's like all the other phases of the alchemical process and um like i said once i get a chance with like babies sorted and maybe have a babysitter or something, I can start thinking about the next phases. And it just, uh, they're great topics to even discuss because like I said, the performance art pieces are kind of standalone, but with someone that has the knowledge like you guys to chat about them, it could be really great. Like the young kind of psychological aspects of the phases to the symbolisms and the the visuals of of each one. it's a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah, for sure. You let us know, and uh, we will make time for you. Cause, uh, let's not wait till the next, uh, I don't want to say the word, the P word to break out, pen. <laughs> yeah, YouTube gets weird. Yeah, you can say all these other things, but you can't talk about that. Doing, I
1: thought you were <laughs> going to say age. Let's not wait for the next, like, age.
0: Yeah, the next age after the Kali Yuga. Yeah, <laughs> this right, yeah. Hopefully there'll be humanity. <laughs> Will be replaced by our uh, insect overlords, ape overlords, or AI overlords. So, yep, not worried. Awesome. Well, for the audience, thank you for your support. Uh, and uh, I saw some good conversations in the chat. Oh, good. The of my yeah, eye. good
2: group tonight. Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. so yeah, always a great group, uh, big turnout, and but we better wrap it up. I've got actually. Speaking of. Uh, uh the life of the family i have to run to the store before they close because i was informed by my wife that there's mm. bags of potatoes that are on sale and in this oh. economy you know it is it's like yeah, it's I gonna go, to go on there. sale i gotta get these yeah five pound bag of potatoes for less than two dollars it's like whoa you're gonna go hoard <laughs>
1: those potatoes
0: yeah yeah you're on you a
2: mission for spuds
0: yeah finally <laughs> My Irish blood is good for something. I'm going to be
2: a spud boy now. <laughs> Devo would be proud.
1: <laughs> All right. You're hear baby crying too, so it's perfect time. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Well, Vance,
2: thanks for keeping us company. Oh, it's always a lot of fun and fun being with the guys in the chat room a little bit. And Martina, always fun being with you. Me too. So um, good luck in your future endeavors.
1: Thank yes. you. Awesome.
0: Get to the Bambino, and we will talk soon. Take care, and thanks, everybody. Good night.
2: Bye-bye.